What's up everyone? Welcome to the Digitally Sync show, a show where you will learn about what's happening in the digital world and how you or your business can make the best out of it. Today we will be talking about the directions you should take and the technologies you should learn when you take up the journey of web development. We will be diving deep into the two parts of web development and the general technologies and skills you need to know which will be applicable in both the parts. So let's get started by learning about web development first. For those of you who aren't familiar with web development, it is the art, science and profession of building, launching and maintaining websites, web apps or in simple terms, software based on the web. Usually in web development, we would build or code a website or web software, test it for different use cases, identify and correct problems, send it over to a remote computer, also known as server which is offered to us as a service by whatever vendor we choose so that people on the internet can make use of it and then we will keep checking and updating it. Now in web development there are two major parts front-end development and back-end development. This major difference, this division is based on the client-server model followed when making websites. What happens in this client-server model is that you, a user and the browser stand as the client side and the website or application that you have developed and sent over to the remote computer to run is known as the server side. Well, if you want to go on a website, you will of course type in a general website link or a URL in the browser's address bar. Using the URL, the browser will find your app and then make a request to it to send over data or files in order to display a response to the action made by the user. In this case, showing you the home page and letting you interact with it. Now client-side or front-end development deals with the user experiences and user interactions of the web page and back-end development would deal with giving a response to the requests coming in from the client-side, interacting with the database for the same and so on. So let's first look at what front-end development is all about. Front-end development has progressed and expanded tremendously over the years. When you choose this path, you will find hundreds of technologies, frameworks, and libraries that can be applied onto your upcoming website or app. However, only a few of these are very popular and used by major corporations and startups. So you need to only learn these ones and you will be set for taking up a job as a front-end developer or building your web development business or taking the skills of your in-house dev team to the next level. Let's first look into the technology that stands the skeleton of the web, HTML5. Now you might have heard or you will hear in the future that HTML5 is a programming language. Yes, HTML5 is a programming language. People will tell you that. But you need to keep three things in mind regarding this claim. Either the person who told you this is repeating a meme in front of you, or quarantine got to that person, or that person is not very well versed with web dev. Now coming back to HTML, HTML5 stands for Hypertext Markup Language. As the name suggests, it is a markup language which is used to code the elements of a web page and add certain attributes to their identity and behavior. For example, form boxes, form entry boxes, buttons, text, images, and so on. You cannot go further in the world of web development without learning HTML5. You cannot, trust me. When I started learning web development, I started first with HTML and then I learned CSS, which I will get back to in a bit and then started to learn about programming concepts and applying all of these into my projects. Now when you code a web page in HTML, it will be completely raw and bare. You will mostly see white, white backgrounds, black text and media that's, too, that's in a very messy manner and things will not be in a proper layout. 
In order to have a perfect layout of your web page and fashion it well, you will need something called CSS. CSS stands for Cascading Style Sheets. With CSS, you can apply multiple styling properties to the elements inside your web page, such as adding width, height, grid layouts, positions, colors, text size, and the list goes on and on. So learning these two is mandatory before jumping into learning programming concepts for building web apps because whatever technology you will use, HTML and CSS are common everywhere and they will have a large involvement in your project. Now the next part of the journey will be learning programming concepts for which you will have to pick up the language of JavaScript. Now some of you might have learned programming concepts with C and C++ first. At least I did when I started off. I still remember writing five lines of code just to display the text hello world in C. So if you have learned C and C++ in the past, that's great. But for those who are totally new to this, you can simply start learning JavaScript. Now there are uh, other languages that you can use for front-end development too. But JavaScript is an easy to learn programming language, offering all that is required for development with fewer lines of code and simplicity. Initially, it was just a scripting language, but in the past decade, many advancements have been made and JS has been turned into a full-fledged programming language with huge support from all over the globe. JS has taken the world by storm. It is the world's most popular programming language, as reported by Business Insider and a development survey carried out by Stack Overflow in the end of 2019. For those of you who are not aware, Stack Overflow is the popular community platform for developers. I suppose almost Every developer might have interacted with this platform at least thrice, with all kinds of queries and problems related to web development being solved by knowledgeable developers on this platform. There is a huge community of JS developers, who also happen to be on Stack Overflow, that is supporting, expanding, and taking the language further. So learning the basics and advanced techniques and concepts of this language is important, or else you might fall behind. Now, once you've learned JavaScript, you must prepare a few website projects only using HTML5, CSS3, and plain JavaScript so that you can get a hang of how these three work together to put up captivating web pages. Once you have made yourself proud, then now comes picking up a framework. A framework is a well-designed structure with lots of additional functionality and features that is built over a particular language. A framework is different from a library which is a collection of methods used to aid a program with extra functionality. When you use a library, you are in control and there is a bit of flexibility. But when you use a framework, there is a certain path set out. Things are organized and in a certain flow that you have to follow when you build an app. I will be talking about two frameworks and one library that you must learn in order to have a strong skill set for web development. These technologies are currently hot and in demand in the front-end development world. You might need external libraries or code packages along with these, but that depends on the situation. You can focus on one, but you must learn the basics of all these. The first framework we will see is Angular. Angular is a framework that helps you build web apps for both mobile and desktop. It is a JS framework that has been supported by Google through the years. That means it has both enterprise and community support. This is a great advantage since it means the framework will stay in the limelight for years to come and will also be a very efficient and up-to-date technology. However, Angular is built on TypeScript, a stricter and more streamlined form of JavaScript. So it would be better if you look into TypeScript before trying out Angular. Big enterprises like Google, Microsoft, Autodesk, QPS, Adobe, PayPal, etc. 
have trusted and used Angular for their applications. Next we have is React.js. React.js is a library for building user interface components. User interface components that was developed and is being maintained by Facebook till date. React also has huge community support, making it one of the most popular JavaScript libraries. And yes, it runs on JavaScript. So you can jump into React with just JavaScript knowledge. I personally work with React for my projects. Even though it is a library, HTML and JS code are often bound together to form individual components and things are well organized. Some companies that use React are Facebook, Instagram, Slack, Code Academy, and Dropbox. The second framework that I will highlight here is Vue.js. Vue.js is considered to have picked up the best of both React and Angular. Companies like GitLab, Routers, Behance, and Grammarly are using Vue.js. There are many more frameworks you can learn, but master one or two of these and you are set. However, I suggest that you must keep exploring. There are a few now. There are a few more general skills and technologies that you must learn, which I haven't mentioned before talking about frameworks. The reason being that these will come into use in both front-end and back-end development. These will help ensure better project management, workflow, and back-end and uh, productivity and secure practices. Sorry, I'll repeat that. These will help ensure better project management, workflow, and productivity and secure practices. First, you need to pick and get acquainted with a good text editor. Now, text editors improve productivity and workflow for you by taking care of many small tasks such as watching out for errors, suggesting code, making code look better, improve debugging, shortcut commands, etc. While learning, you can use Atom or Notepad++, but once you reach the programming and frameworks part, I would strongly recommend you use Visual Studio Code. It has many plugins to help with almost all the major languages. Next we have Git. Git is a version control system that is used to track and make updates to your code efficiently. GitHub is the leading platform for using Git and working with your team on the project efficiently. Next, and this is very important, learn how to use the terminal. You must learn how to use a terminal for navigating through local files and folders quickly, working with package managers and running programs. So well, we're done. We are now done with front-end development and now it's time to move on to the next stop in our journey, back-end development. Think of the backend like the strings of the puppet, which is your front-end or client-side. Just like I mentioned before, when a user enters a URL into a browser, the browser requests for data to be sent or served. One more analogy I'd like to mention is that of a restaurant. Now, think of your front-end as the area of the dining tables, your customers as the users, and your kitchen as your backend. When a customer orders food, the waiter takes the order inside the kitchen and after a while brings out the food and serves it to the customers. The same way, a request is made by the browser based by the action taken by the user and then the backend sends over data accordingly. Now the data can be of various types like files, texts or numbers. 
In backend development, you will learn how to handle the requests made by the user for various situations, how to receive and send data safely and soundly, and interacting with databases to fulfill the requests, creating real-time connections with the front-end for chatting purposes, and so on. When it comes to backend development, there are multiple languages you can choose, like Java, C++, Ruby on Rails, PHP, etc. Today, I will be talking about three languages you can pick up, Python, PHP, and JavaScript. Yeah, JavaScript on the server side as well. Let's start with PHP though. PHP is the primary language for the world's most popular CMSs or content management systems. A content management system is where you build a website along with an admin dashboard that lets you quickly update content to the website without getting your hands dirty with coding. Popular CMS platforms are WordPress, Joomla, Drupal, and Shopify. Now Shopify primarily being an e-commerce development platform also plays the role of a content management system. WordPress is the most popular CMS, powering 30% of the world's websites. So PHP and WordPress are good to consider. There are also well-supported frameworks like CodeIgniter and Laravel as well for PHP. So if you're comfortable with PHP, you can go far with the language. Next up, we have Python. Python is also an amazing language to use for web development. With a simple and strict syntax and formatting, but powerful performance and functionalities with it. Python also has good web frameworks like Django and Flask. Companies like Eventbrite, Mozilla, YouTube and Spotify use Python and their web frameworks in their applications. Last but definitely not the least, we have JavaScript. Keep in mind that JavaScript is used on the server side using something called Node.js. Node.js is not a framework, but a runtime environment for JavaScript to work on the backend. Express is a framework based on Node. Now, Node.js has been known to provide super performance, smooth maintainability, and helps develop applications in lesser code. Some companies using Node and its frameworks for their applications are Netflix, Uber, Medium, LinkedIn, and PayPal. Now, regarding uh, Node.js frameworks, Express is a good option as well, but I prefer that you do not limit yourself to Express. Should try some, you should try frameworks like Coas, etc. So yeah. Also, you need to learn how to manage and communicating with databases. For this, you must start learning C SQL first. Sorry, not SQL, SQL. Couldn't get me now. SQL stands for Structured Query Language. SQL is a language used for ma managing and accessing databases. Now, SQL is an industry standard and lays the foundation for database management systems like MySQL and Postgre PostgreSQL. Once you have learned the commands and concepts in SQL, you can move on to you can move on to learning MySQL or PostgreSQL. However, there is one more type of database management system known as MongoDB, which is based on JavaScript. Yes, JavaScript everywhere. Beautiful, right? Even though MongoDB has gained some popularity, industry professionals have mixed reaction towards this technology. So I would suggest learning MySQL and MongoDB together, so you are on the safer side. When you develop programs on the backend, you will be sending in SQL commands to your database depending on the request coming in. Also, with this, learn about the format in which data is securely exchanged, like JSON, J-S-O-N, which stands for JavaScript Object Notation. Also get familiar with the concepts of software architecture such as the MVC model, get familiar with the concepts of APIs and how you can utilize different APIs for your application. Now, API stands for Application Programming Interface. 
which is an application which acts as a bundled set of functionalities and tools in the form of code. These are offered to you to use for your application without replicating the whole code. For example, Google provides APIs for login purposes and for using their maps to display on our application. APIs will come to use in intermediate and advanced applications. Don't forget to learn the basics of setting up domains as well, which in simple terms is the link to access your application. Also hosting or deploying your application, that is setting the application to go live and accessible for users online and maintainability and managing computer power, computing power for your applications to run on. When you have started learning, try all the languages, but focus on what you feel most comfortable with and then learn that language deeply. Once you build projects and practice, you will understand which language is better. In the beginning, even simple projects will do, but as you progress, choose a specific skill set and build advanced projects. The three languages which I've mentioned for backend development, that's PHP, Python, and JavaScript, are powerful and are here to stay for a long time, so you don't need to worry, especially Python and JavaScript. Also, before learning the frameworks of the language, make sure you are well-versed with the basic and advanced concepts of the language itself. You will fall behind if you don't learn the language well and straight away jump into learning a framework or a library. This applies to front end too. Now you can either choose to be, uh, now since you have reached over here, once you have reached at this stage, you will have, you will have quite a lot of knowledge and skill with you and you can now make a choice. You can now make a choice of paths. You can either choose to be a dedicated front end developer or a dedicated back end developer or you could be both. Someone who can develop both client and server applications is called a full stack developer. The full stack developer uses a collection of technologies known also as a tech stack to develop the front end and back end of a project. Of course, the demand and pay grade for full stack developers is more than a front end or a back end developer, but the responsibilities and workload is also more. See where you are most comfortable with. You can either pick up a tech stack majorly covered by one language, for example, the Mern stack, which stands for MongoDB, Express, React, and Node, which are all JavaScript-based technologies, or a tech stack with diversity in language, for example, the LAMP stack, which stands for Linux OS, Apache Server, MySQL, and PHP. If you are short on time and need a suggestion on a stack, I would suggest picking up the MERN or the CERN stack, that's S-E-R-N. S-E-R-N stack stands for SQL, Express, React, JS, and Node. I picked up the Mern stack because I prefer the idea of having one language for almost all purposes in the tech stack, except that now I want to learn and advance in PostgreSQL, so I might not pay a lot of attention to MongoDB. Also the frameworks in the stack are reliable and JavaScript is my preferred language. Now some of you in this whole journey might, for some of you this whole journey might sound like a lot, like a lot, but trust me, once you start and keep practicing, everything will be smooth and fun. Think of it like a video game with ranks. See what you find interesting and fun to do. See where your strengths are taking you and move towards that direction. If it is towards full stack, very well. But if it is solely towards front end or back end, don't worry. You have lots of amazing opportunities waiting for you in front end and back end. If you want more proof on that, you can go up to job sites like Stack Overflow Jobs, Indeed, or Nokri and search up the technologies I have mentioned. So now, start learning, start practicing, start building, start following me on Instagram. My Instagram ID is hmzh.io.
you can drop me a message over there as well and of course embrace the power of the internet i'll see you next time What's up everyone and welcome to the Digitally Sync show. A show where we talk about what all is happening in the digital world related to digital marketing and web development and how you and your business can make the best out of it. Today we will talk we will be talking in depth about cross-platform app development. Something that has created waves in the world of mobile apps. Now, apps, mobile apps have become an inevitable and important part of our life. Mobile apps help businesses to stay closer than ever with their customers. The reason behind this is simple and obvious, the boom of smartphones. Smartphones have cemented their existence and the need in the life and their and their need in the lives of the users. What I'm trying to say is that smartphones have cemented their existence and need in the lives of the users. Now let's face it. Many of us are heavily dependent on our smartphones and the apps installed on them. They have made things very easy and fast for us. Our day-to-day activities are simplified due to various apps. Things like staying in touch with our friends, maintaining the cool music collection to blast in the long drives, shopping for the best apparel and accessories at the best prices, maintaining our diet and workout records, learning a new skill or language. All of these things have been made simple and easily accessible using apps. Therefore, app development poses as a huge opportunity for businesses to stay close to their customers and provide them with exceptional value in their lives, ultimately turning them to loyal customers and ensuring a constantly growing revenue stream. Now, when it comes to developing mobile apps, there are two types of mobile apps. One is a native app and one is a cross-platform app. Native apps are built with languages that are built in order to connect with a specific OS and access the features of the hardware and that particular OS. For example, Java was an important language to build Android and it is still an important one to maintain and improve the OS. And now, for Android app development, Java is used mainly. Even though there's something called Kotlin come out, but like that's that's like that would be an improvement for Java, specifically for mobile apps. Now, cross-platform apps, on the other hand, make sure to use one language as much as possible to build apps for multiple platforms. As I had mentioned earlier, we will be talking about cross-platform apps, why they are so popular, and how they can be better than native apps in many cases. Let us discuss the benefits cross-platform apps can provide to your business. Now, number one is reusable code. Now the philosophy of cross-platform mobile app development or hybrid app development is one code for multiple applications. It encourages developing a central source code that works on multiple operating systems with as little modification as possible. You can use the same code as an iOS and Android application. Depending on the technology, certain additions might be needed, but it is a minor task to perform compared to developing two separate applications using separate technologies and practices for two platforms. Cost efficient. Number two is that it's cost efficient to build a cross-platform mobile app compared to a native app. Now, uh, 
The reason being is that when you utilize cross-platform app development technologies and practices, you can save up on many resources. You can get the work done by one team itself instead of having two different dev teams for iOS and Android. The next one is market coverage. Now, since you have code that can be reused for both Android and iOS, and you have, and, and you can now reach out to a wider audience. Also, you since we mentioned cost efficiency, you have a lot of saved up costs with you, so you can you can spend more on your marketing expense. You can use that expense. You can use that cost the the savings that you have to use up on. We also have a benefit of having a wider market coverage. Since you have code that can be reused on both Android and iOS, and you have saved up on costs, you can now reach out to a wider audience. You get to upload your app on both Play Store and App Store. Also, you can invest into more resources into marketing your app as well. So your app's chances of achieving business goals increase. Now, there are benefits of cross-platform app development and there are cons as well. There are disadvantages coming along too. Now, one disadvantage over here is that cross-platform app development has comparatively a bit less performance, okay? with uh, native apps now fully native apps can perform faster compared to cross-platform apps reason for this can be because they need lesser layers of compilation or translation uh, and you know translation to the code that is being understood by the OS's by the operating systems react native flutter and xamarin are technologies that are almost at par with the performance of a native android or ios app currently i can't say about other technologies since i don't think they are mature enough to reach that level of performance however if you're making an app that does not require complex calculations and a large amount of computing power then this shouldn't be a very big problem for you you know workarounds and smart coding practices could almost solve this issue for you then one more disadvantage is separate app store guidelines now you might have you might have an issue with separate app store guidelines there are a few guide there are there are different guidelines for uh, the app store there are different guidelines for the play store as well so depending on your use case you might have an issue with that We've looked in the pros and cons. We've looked into how we can make apps better with cross-platform app development and what we should look out for. Now, let's look into the various technologies or frameworks we can use in order to achieve this. The first we have is React Native. React Native is a very popular hybrid app technology developed and maintained by Facebook. When I say hybrid app, it's basically you could say that it's another term for cross-platform apps okay now react native is based on an even more popular javascript library which is known as react.js react native uses its react native uses its own virtual dom known as react dom to natively render front-end mobile applications for those of you who aren't aware DOM stands for Document Object Model. It is a tree-like structure that represents the hierarchy of elements in a working UI. 
we can access elements keeping the DOM rules and regulations in mind. Now, React Native is a mature technology for building cross-platform mobile apps. It offers a lot of components and functionalities for you to use. It not only has its own general components to use, but also offers components unique to Android or iOS and React Native code. You also get to harness the power of JavaScript. Since this technology is based on that language and JavaScript is a powerful and easy language, which is at high popularity right now. Currently, React Native supports Android, iOS, watchOS, tvOS, and Windows phones. There is a very good community that is constantly working on building new components that can work on React Native. Next we have is Flutter. Flutter is a cross-platform app development technology developed and maintained by Google. Flutter is based on the Dart language, which is also, which is also developed by Google. And it has been optimized for front-end use. Flutter seems to be a very promising programming language in 2020. You get a lot of widgets to use when it comes to building mobile apps with Flutter. Flutter currently supports iOS, Android, Fuchsia OS, Mac OS. A few months ago, Google reported that over 500,000 developers have been using Flutter and a month-over-month -month growth of 10% has been seen. Honestly, even I think that Flutter does have a bright future in the world of cross-platform mobile apps. And I suggest that you all just you know, take a look at this technology. As per the showcase section of Flutter's website, Companies like the New York Times, Realtor.com, and Google's own Google Assistant are making use of Flutter. Next, we have Xamarin. Now, Xamarin is a technology used for developing apps for Android, iOS, and Windows phones, which is currently maintained by Microsoft. You can develop apps on Xamarin using a general-purpose programming language known as C-Sharp, which is known to be efficient but strict. Also, .NET developers can also get along with Xamarin faster, since C-Sharp is built on .NET, a development technology also by Microsoft. Xamarin needs the Virtual Studio IDE to work. An IDE stands for Integrated Development Environment. Some companies currently working with Xamarin to develop their own mobile apps are UPS, HCL, and Alaska Airlines. Even Microsoft News and Azure, the Azure app have been built with Xamarin. Next we have is Ionic. Ionic is a platform that provides a UI framework and tools and tools that allow you to not only make mobile apps, sorry, mobile apps, but Ionic is a platform that provides a UI framework and tools that allow you to not only make mobile apps, but also progressive web apps using our old friends from the web, HTML, CSS, and JavaScript. For those of you who are not aware, Progressive web apps are apps that can work on both mobile and the web. You can also use Ionic with JavaScript frameworks like React. Currently, Ionic claims to have over 5 million apps and 5 million developers using this technology. Even though Ionic has a lot of features in store, the nativeness it offers is less compared to technologies I previously spoke about. It's more of a web app and less of a native mobile app. They might not have as much access to native mobile apps and features such as native mobile features, such as uh, such as what a React native application or a native app itself will have. Still, it has a good amount of support and can be considered depending on what kind of app is being made. Next we have is native script. Native script is a cross cross platform development technology that, like React Native, 
also uses JavaScript. However, NativeScript only supports the Angular and Vue frameworks to be used along with it. NativeScript is quite close to being a native app and can access native features hassle-free, unlike Ionic. However, NativeScript is not yet as popular as its competitors. Some companies using NativeScript are FinTech Consortium and Workbox. Now, I know that these are quite quite some technologies to choose from. I mean, it's a lot of variety, but there are a number of factors you must consider before going with a specific technology. However, if you really want a suggestion from me, I would suggest going with React Native. Reason being is that React Native has turned mature and reliable over the years compared to its counterparts. Many improvements have been made and packages for more important features have been developed by the community. It can support a lot of real-life use cases and is very close to providing a native experience with comparatively much lesser code and effort. However, we might witness other technologies maturing and turning out to be better than React Native and provide native experiences with fewer layers of translation and compilation, a future where the lines of web development and mobile development will be completely blurred. Till then, embrace the power of the internet, and I'll see you next time.